Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Rob Fisher, sideline reporter for the Memphis Grizzlies, pre- and post-game host on Bally Odds, couple on Grind City Media, friend of the show, friend of ours, joins us now. Fish Nation, what it do, baby? How's it going? Happy break, everybody. I know you guys are itching for some NBA to come back. Very much uh, so, like I uh, at this point. Yeah, no, nobody. Uh, you know, everybody always talks about the players needing the uh, the All Star break, but nobody ever talks about the the broadcasters. <laughs> you know. Well, it's interesting. It's interesting because I always look at it at least from our point of view because it is a grind. But there are two breaks usually. One's at Christmas time where you usually get a couple of days, and this year we didn't have that. Um, so I think everybody needed uh, the all-star break a little bit from broadcasters to players to coaches uh, just to get your mind off it a little bit and, and get ready for what's going to be an exciting stretch run. I mean, this isn't the halfway point. This is We come back, and, and it matters, man. It's on for these last 25 games. In terms of what you're expecting early, Rob, you've looked at the schedule. We've discussed it a ton. Um, you've mm-hmm. got some tough opponents, and you've got some teams, too, that are trying to catch you. Um, how concerned are you about the the level of competition early on and the Grizzlies, you know, ability to match that? I am I'm very positive coming out of this break because I know what this team's capable of, and I, I feel like Stephen Adams is going to be back sooner sooner rather than later. So I I feel like the All Star break is kind of a reset for teams where it means something. So everything about you know. Let's keep in mind, Grizzlies did win three of their last four games going into the All-Star break, but it felt more like they lost 10 of their last 14, <laughs> right? Right, kind of did. Mean, yeah. you, you, didn't, you, you didn't feel great uh, going into the break. You felt like, wow, this team needed a rest. They needed a break. And, and frankly, I think it came at the perfect time. And if this team can get healthy soon, which I believe it's going to be soon, um, I, I think everything that you felt going into the break is reset and everything starts now. And that's not just for the Grizzlies. I think that's for everybody. You know, momentum, if you had momentum, all right, that's fine. But it starts now. You know, this is this is the stretch. If you're playing for something, this is the sprint of the season. The season is a marathon. Well, we're in the final sprint now. So I think everything that has happened up to this point you start over tomorrow when these games get started again. And I think that's not just the Grizzlies. I think it's everybody. And, um, you know, hopefully we see our best Grizzlies basketball. The schedule is daunting. These next 11 games, I think, will decide where you're going to be. We'll know after these next 11 where you're at with 14 left. And, you know, if you're still in that second spot, now all of a sudden you're talking about 14 games left, 
you know, where are you at then? What, what happens in the next five after that? In the next five? So um, these next 11 are going to determine a lot. And it, it is a very difficult schedule. But the way that I'm looking at it again is positively. Um, Grizzlies, have the second, they're the second best team in the Western Conference. Yep. Even after, with, as you mentioned, 10 of 14. With a large sample size. Right. Now, so I, I, I mean, they're, they're the, the second best team in the West, and you know they have because of the great play they've had this season. That's why they're still at two, despite things being shaky over the last month. Yeah, no, I, I think that's totally fair. That being said, you look at the West right now. You got three or three up on Sac. You're four up on LAC. You're four and a half up on Phoenix. How big of a lead is that? Like, is it a lead where you feel like it would have to go just disastrously not to stay at two? Um, like, like just in, to quantify it, how big of a lead is that with, you know, 25 games left or what have you? Brevin, Brevin Knight and I were talking about it on our podcast, Night Court. Check it out wherever you get your podcast. Um. We had an episode the other night. Sorry for the plug. No, uh, we, encourage, we encourage We encourage it. plugs. <laughs> but uh, we, we were talking about it, and I, I think we figured out 14 and 11, I think you're safe in your last 25. Safe at two. You're talking about Sacramento then needing, because of the games they have left, I think we figured out, what, like 17 and 8? You think Sacramento's going to go 17 and 8? Nope. They're, yeah, I mean, they're not on that pace. Not, and, them them and know. Phoenix had two of the more difficult schedules, too, if I'm not mistaken. I know Phoenix did. I want to say Sack was up there, too, Fish. And Phoenix has played, I believe, I believe it's three more games than the Grizzlies have already. So they only have 22 left. Grizzlies have 25 left. So if, if and they're, what, four back, four and a half back? So are they going to are they gonna finish, like, 20 and – are 19 and three? No. That's true. So I think, I think with the amount of games that are left, the lead that you have is significant. If you play well, not even play your best, not even have your best stretch of the season, which you would like to have going into the postseason. But if you play well, if you can go through these next 11, I'll take six and five right there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, exactly. and then let's, I'm with you. and then let's look at the last 14 and, you know, can can we go win eight and go eight and six? And I and I think he'd be fine in that two spot. Now maybe things change. Maybe Sacramento goes on a heater, or, uh, you know, or maybe the maybe the Clippers you know, go on um, go on a heater, and you have the Clippers twice, so that those games are going to count for something. So maybe that happens. I just I don't know. I think you're in a good spot. You've earned the spot you're in. Now you got to go play ball, and now you got to go be the best version of you. That's how this is going to work. That's how you're going to stay in two. That's how you're going to have success in the postseason is being the best version of you. And, and we've seen it this year, and you hope uh, following this break the Grizzlies find it again. Um, to your point, Sacramento's got the 25 games left like you, but it's the fourth toughest schedule the rest of the way, at least in combined winning percentage of the opponents. Phoenix is the sixth toughest schedule, and like you said, there's just 22 games left for them. So it is an uphill climb if you're going to be catching the Grizzlies, even if they play just okay basketball I'm with you on all that Rob what in terms of the you know I could ask you about Phoenix and Durant and was it what it does for them we've discussed that quite a bit I want to know about what you think about the, what the Clippers have done and 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 I'm with you that at this point maybe you do stay ahead of them but are they better 
now in your estimation? I mean, you know, they go the Westbrook thing. You know what else they've done? Bringing in Bones and Eric Gordon. Uh, is that a team you're concerned about now? Maybe more so than you were. People have tried to talk me into being concerned about the Clippers because they made some. They made a couple subtle moves that you know you think might make them better. I mean, the thing for them is in their in their last you know, stretch run here, they, they have to have their lineup play. Mm-hmm. And am I going to see that? Am I going to see Kawhi and Paul George playing every night? And if I don't, then I'm not going to believe in them until that happens. Um, sure. But, yeah, I, I, think, I think you could be, you could be concerned about them, but I'm, I'm going to have to see it to believe it. Um, because I just I, I haven't believed in them because they haven't played enough minutes together, uh, you know, and, and I, I think they they get a big which helps, and I think that's planning for a Grizzlies team, uh, you know, or a Denver team uh, that also got another big uh, that they're going to have to meet in the postseason. So I don't know. I, I think their subtle moves made them better, uh, but I, I'm not I'm not a believer yet in the Clippers. The, the only team. Well, I shouldn't say that because I, I, I think you got scary matchups in that two spot. <laughs> you know, I think Golden State is terrifying because they're champions. Um, I, I think uh, I, I don't believe the Lakers are going to be it. Uh, I, I don't believe the Lakers are going to make the playoffs. And I don't know why we continue to talk about the Lakers making the playoffs. The teams above them are better. Um, but other than that, you know, I, I guess that's probably the team that scares me the most is Golden State. Uh, Phoenix certainly would scare you in a series because of their firepower, but they certainly have flaws. I mean, why are they much better than what Brooklyn was? Um, and is Chris Paul going to stay healthy? You know, I mean, that's that's a real question come playoff time too. Is there a fundamentally? Obviously, it doesn't feel like there's any there isn't room for the Grizzlies to add a guy like Will Barton, even though I think it would be a fit if there were. That's not the reality we're living in. That being said, there you have seen some buyouts around the league. I think Terrence Ross is is a son now. Like, who was the last buyout guy that actually helped somebody? Can you remember off the top of your head that if there was one? Oh man, um, I mean, you, like they they get a lot of like buzz. Oh, they're at a buyout. I think Love's gonna help in Miami. Oh, uh, Love like Love could help in Miami. Love's mm-hmm. still a good player. Yeah. I just I just feel like I, there's. I, I, bet, I bet there are some. I, I mean, I can't think of any else on top of my head. Guys that came That's in tough. like late in the season were huge difference yeah. makers, but 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 I bet there'd be some sneaky ones that we can't think of right now. Um, man, I heard you guys talking about Will Barton earlier. I, I love Will Barton, and yep. for years, for years, I thought, boy, Will Barton would look good, uh, you know, in a Grizzlies uniform. I, the only problem right now is like, you don't have a roster spot. Right. You, just, you just don't. And, yep. and, 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 what's your, and what's your value of everybody that you'd even consider giving up their roster spot? I, 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 think, it's, I think they value everyone on the roster uh, who's under contract or uh, even on rookie contracts or whatever. I, I, don't, I just don't think there's a spot on the roster, and, and I don't think there's an ability to make a spot on the roster for Will. Um, it's a pretty I, – I, I, I pulled it up. It's a pretty lame list. Uh, according to Clutch Points, this is ranking the top really? ten best buyout signings in NBA history. Number one is Markeith Morris in the in the bubble. Wow, with the Lakers. Oh, wow, that's a low bar. Yeah, Peja in twenty eleven with the Mavs. Wow. So it's it's pretty 
Like if you so think, I guess I was wrong. I guess there aren't many that we, we can come to mind. My yeah, goodness. like if you think if you think that the buyout is going to be like some you know fountain of Most oh he's going to say like it's just it very rarely does it turn out like that. Just an interesting sort of study here. Yeah, let me ask, that is interesting. Let me ask you. I certainly thought there'd be more, but yeah. How how much of All Star Weekend did you uh, were you sucked into there, Rob? Uh, I watched all of Saturday and all of Sunday. Okay. Uh, I didn't watch Friday, uh, but I did watch Saturday and Sunday. And, um, yeah, Saturday was cool. Saturday was really cool, I thought. I thought uh, all the events were, were cool. And, and, and I felt like they moved along pretty well. And that was always the thing for me, for how long they take. And, you know, it's like all the all-star games, the home run derby. It takes too long. But, you know, you, you speed it up and you make it where you keep moving and things are happening. It was it was fun to watch. I thought that was really interesting. Saturday night, the dunk contest was awesome. Um, the broadcasting is just awful for All-Star Weekend. I mean, the, the, the dunk contest broadcast and the three-point shooting broadcast are just nauseating. They just really are. I thought Draymond was the best thing. Draymond was the best thing on. <laughs> yeah. I thought uh, – but the events were cool, and uh, then the game is what the game is. I mean, it was a uh, it's a garbage game, but there were some really cool moments I, <laughs> in I, the game. But let me ask. I, I saw the I saw the views of it though, and and people aren't interested. We had the uh, we had a, we had a listener, you know, submit this. We know what you know baseball does in terms of, and I doubt you could get it past the players' association, but you could increase the competition level by making that the home court advantage in the finals, no? Yeah, I, I'm not a fan of that. Uh, just because it, it means so much, and it means, it means even too if much. You're, it, yeah, it means too much. I mean, you got you got a guy from Orlando. Oh yeah, okay. Well, let's go get home court advantage for for my friends from Boston. I mean, you know, so if he's not really in it and he's hungover, then right, <laughs> you know, you know, you're killing my team and you're killing my well, chance. Well, he, he ain't playing. The, he wouldn't be playing the fourth quarter for those guys. You know what I'm saying? I mean, he's going to be sitting well, down. To me, the I mean, argument, it, 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 it changes the competitiveness does, of the game it immediately. It does do that. I'm with you on if it's fair to the teams that advance to the finals, and that's something you'd probably – but it, it would change the game. Player, it was a very interesting moment when Luca got dunked on and Luca was mic'd at the time, and the thing he said is, I'm not going to hurt nobody. And I think it's overly sensitive for every player to make sure no one gets touched mm -hmm. because no one wants to get hurt. But, again, Brevin, a shout-out to Night Court. Brevin and I were talking about it, and he said, come on, man, we're NBA players. We know how to give a little more effort and not get hurt. We know, you, you know how you can play, not like you're playing an NBA game, but still make it look competitive. I mean, the Jalen Brown, Jason Tatum thing, that wasn't all-out NBA game competitive, but it was real competitive, and it was cool to watch. Mm -hmm. You could have it. It could be more competitive. And I, it's just got to get through to the players that, I don't know, I, I, the, the scare, the, being scared of getting hurt sometimes can lead you to getting hurt. So I uh, – I, I just wish they'd be a little more competitive, and I don't know how you do it. I don't think there's a monetary value you could do. I don't think there's, you would do it with a, a charity value going up uh, even to make it more competitive. Um, I, I, I don't know. I, I don't know what there is that you could do other than guys just take it upon themselves to be more competitive. Yeah, like I, I think this is just where I'm at with, with the NBA. 
it, we already have a hard enough time keeping people engaged for the regular season. And if you just right. if you say now we're just going to boil it down to one game in the middle of the year, it further de incentivizes. Like, what are you playing for at that point, right? Like, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Well, I mean, you're playing. I, I think it's it's come to the point where it's like it's it's an honor to be there, and you know what? We're going to show off our skills. I mean, it's a it's a skills competition. There's no there's no basketball. It's dunking, shooting for distance. That's it. <laughs> that's 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 all it is. There's no defense. There's no running plays. There's it's alley oops, dunks, and three point shots. That's it. And uh, you know, and it's cool to see what these guys can do. I mean, seeing LeBron throw the ball off the backboard and and dunk it was really cool to see. Uh, to see Dame to shoot one from the other side of half court when they had their little thing going with Lillard and Tatum and Mitchell and everybody that was shooting threes back and forth and. That was kind of cool. And then the Tatum-Brown thing was cool. Uh, having two Grizzlies in the game was cool. To me, it's still better than the Pro Bowl game, but it needs to be a lot better. I hope they don't do away with it in any manner like football has, but football right. needed to. Right. But I, I, hope, I hope they can figure out how to make it more competitive, and I just don't know what the answer is. Yeah, we're talking to Rob Fisher. Uh, catch him on Night Court, Odds Couple, uh, Grand City Media, and <laughs> anything else you got going on that we need to hit. Like, the, the, Memphis, the, the Memphis Podfather, really. Uh, yeah, really. Field Fly, you forgot that one. I mean, you know, yeah, there's a bunch. Well, I mean, you just keep adding, man. I, you know, it's breakneck yeah. pace here. Every time you come on, you got another podcast. I got a pump. I'm a, so. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a grinder, man. Yeah, I'm a grinder. That's right. That's right. Uh, okay, on to uh, college basketball. Is there a team you like? You know, because one of the one of the things that you know, I, I'm getting into that mode now, right? Where it's February, it's about to be March. Like I'm watching a lot more college basketball. Is there a team you like to maybe win it? Like that might have some 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 you know something worth throwing on a future. Is there is there a team you've identified yet, Fish? I haven't. I'll say this: I haven't watched enough. Uh, I have watched. Man, I've watched more college basketball this week than I've ever watched all season. Uh, and, and I'll say, I don't like Purdue. Um, maybe it's because I watched those back-to-back losses, but they certainly were unimpressive in those back-to-back losses. Um, just everything that I hear and what I, and I've watched them, I've watched them and I actually know their names to me, Gonzaga, this, uh, how many times do we say it? This might be the year, I think, the way college basketball is set up because of their ability to shoot outside, their ability to score a lot of points, uh, I, I think is, is a huge factor. And they have veteran players on their team led by one of the best players in the country. So I, I, I think they're good, although you're talking futures, you're probably not going to get a great value there. Right. But how is, how is, UCL, how is UCLA not – they have the same dudes that they've had for the last three I know, years. I know. It's crazy. It's crazy. So come, tur- come tournament time, I kind of trust them a little bit, I guess, and I like their coach. So maybe UCLA is one of those teams. They could be. And it's not, not Tennessee. But a West Coast team, nope, has, not Tennessee. A West Coast team hasn't won uh, the, the championship since 1997. Was that Arizona? Yeah. Yeah, Arizona. Yeah, because yeah, they ain't built like wow. that. They, don't, they, don't, they ain't built like that anymore. Rob? I know. I know. I know. You know. Kentucky, they could be a problem. Uh, you can have that. 
You can have that. Hey, I'm going to let you have all that. You might be able to get them at, what, plus 20,000 right now? I mean, good grief. Them them in Memphis probably have about the same odds. I'm out on that Kentucky team. Cal's got to go back to the drawing board, man. I don't know if he cares enough anymore to do it. That's the problem. I'll tell you what, did you guys see the end of the ECU-Tulsa game by any chance last night? I did not see it. I saw you tweet about it. I can only imagine that something wacky happened, a missed three or a made three or a free throw. What happened? ECU was a two-and-a-half-point favorite. They were up by three. Now, you have the argument of the foul before they take the three, right? Mm-hmm. But no coach ever does it. Well, this coach not only decides to do that, he decided to foul on the inbound. Oh God! On the inbound, oh, so there are nine seconds. So there are nine seconds left. So that's two. That's, so that, go, that's two shots in down. They hit two free throws. No, 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 no. It was after the ball's inbound. Oh, gotcha, gotcha. They gotcha. get their yeah. They they get their two free throws. They hit both free throws. It's a one point game. So ECU inbounds the ball. They're fouled. There's now six seconds left. Right. ECU as a guy who's giving two and a half. Hits both free throws, and I think to myself, well, thank God they got through that mess because now they're certainly not going to foul with only six seconds left and having to go to the length of the court with no timeouts left, right? No. Fouls on the inbound again. They must have really, really needed (laughs) that dove, man. They hit. They, and and not, not only that, because now with six seconds left, I'm thinking, all right, well, it, maybe he'll miss one, and maybe, you're, I mean, you're going to follow me again. That's right. That's so right. We're, we're going to go through this merry-go-round again. Well, Tulsa, they make both free throws, mm. so they're down by one. Mm. So now ECU inbounds the ball, foul them. Dude makes the first one, misses the second one. They throw a desperation three. They lose. ECU wins by two. <laughs> by two. Disgusting. Oh, that's why I hate college basketball. Oh, that's why I hate college basketball, man. And, well, the reason why I hate college basketball is that game is the reason of it. How would the last two minutes take 20 minutes? That's exactly right. Yeah, there was a lot of that in that Tennessee-Texas A&M game. Well, I had the the under in the Memphis-Houston game, and they had 53 at the half. The total was like 141, and I was sweating (laughs) that out. Because Penny kept fouling and Memphis kept coming they down. They and combined then, for 83. You know what I mean? Half. Like, yeah. that, like that, that's the thing about college basketball is you can have a 53 yeah. point half, and then the second half's, you know, I mean, it's crazy. It's like, because you just, yeah. Houston gives up the easy three, Houston gets fouled, easy three, rinse, repeat. All of a sudden, there's a 155 point score. Now, luckily, we got out of that one unscathed, but that's college basketball, man. Thanks. Bet at yeah, your man. own risk, ladies and gentlemen. Fish are the yeah. best. Appreciate you Thank as always, you, dude. Fish. Hey, here's a little free one for you Providence right. and Kentucky tonight. Yeah, like them both. Providence and Kentucky. Providence, I believe, is, uh, is getting seven and a half, and then Kentucky yeah, minus two and a half. Because oh, Fish, Fish, uh, Fish has Kentucky going to the Final Four. So that makes. That, <laughs> this is where the run begins, Fish, in Gainesville. Thanks, brother. You go, fellas. Yep. He is Rob Fisher. Catch him everywhere. The man is ubiquitous. Why? Why? If you Why? have T Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T Mobile prioritizes certain T Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion.
Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of colors starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry, built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. And with available features like heated seats and a multimedia touchscreen, you can stay connected in comfort and style. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle. From the hip and agile sedan to the sporty hatchback, there's a dependable Corolla built just for you. Plus, both Camrys and Corollas are available in hybrid models. So no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and affordably. And right now, your local Toyota dealer has more vehicles in stock and is making delivery on new vehicles almost every day. So visit your local Toyota dealer. And check out amazing national sales event deals on Camrys, Corollas, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Offers end April 1st. Toyota, let's go places.